Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode of Sound Reasoning, we wanted to continue our discussion on My Apology, Part 2. My Apologia, Part 2. And on last week's episode, we talked about the importance of understanding our commitment to God in terms of being ready to give each man or woman an answer, a reason for the hope that lies within us. God has sent us to the world to evangelize, and that's to spread the gospel, to spread the euangelion. And in doing so, the time will come when somebody is going to ask you, why should I choose Jesus rather than the many other gods that we have in public? Why should I look beyond all these other religions? Why should I look beyond Islam? Why should I look beyond Hinduism? Why should I look beyond Taoism? Why should I look beyond Buddhism? Why should I look beyond the cults and zero in on Christianity? We're living in a polytheistic society where everybody wants to do what they want to do. And again, today's society is very reminiscent to the time or the period of the judges. And one of the theme of judges is each man did what was right in their own eyes. And that's where we are today in the 21st century. Everybody wants to do what they want to do. And no one or very few people rather are willing to stand up and say, God is not pleased with this. God has saved us that we may give a report to the world to let them know that there are parameters. There are plumb lines that he has instructions. He has mandates in terms of how far we can go on all issues. I believe strongly that all Christians should be taught and exposed to Christian ethics. And in apologetics, we have a method, a tool by which we can obey God's mandate. And whether you're practicing presuppositional apologetics, classical apologetics, 
experiential apologetics or any of the multiple schools within the apologetic umbrella, we have to give our defense. There are multiple instructions and commandments in the New Testament that tells us that we are to be ready to give each man and woman an apologia or to stand for the apologia of the gospel. So in terms of clarity, in terms of our deontological responsibility, it's clear. God wants us to know him, to know his word, and then be ready to deposit or explain why we believe what we believe. Every Christian listening to me on the radio ought to have a desire to study God's word. And not only to study God's word, we are to learn it to the point where we can rightly divide the word of God. We are saved in the temporal sense. And then we are saved in a spiritual sense, an eternal sense. And while we're here on earth, while we're here in this existence, God has saved us for a reason. Every Christian has been called. It doesn't matter if you are ushering. It doesn't matter if you're in the choir. It doesn't matter if you handle the finances of the church. It doesn't matter if you're the janitor of the church. It doesn't matter if you are a minister at the church. It doesn't matter if you sit in the pews on Sunday. Every Christian has been called. And in learning apologetics, we learn the rule by which we ought to conduct ourselves. In studying God's word and defending God's word, we report, thus says the Lord. And this world is exhibiting characteristics that the Bible prophesied about. Men and women have become lovers of themselves. We have individuals who say they know the Lord, but believe and espouse certain tenets that are blatantly contrary to the word of God. They're following doctrine, but the doctrines they're following are not sound. They're preaching the word, but the word that they're preaching are not of God. They are teaching the people, but what they're teaching the people is inconsistent with the scriptures. So we that are saved, we that read the Bible, we that believe in sound doctrine must stand up and tell the world this is not so. And then we ought to give a report to our brothers and sisters inside the church and warn them of erroneous doctrines. Erroneous doctrines hurt people. Erroneous doctrines pull individuals away from the will of God. 
Erroneous doctrine mislead people. Erroneous doctrine hurt people, as I said before. So we have a responsibility. For the passage that we will deal with today blatantly informs us that if we don't deal with sound doctrine, if all we care about in terms of church is good music, we're not following the mandate of God. It's not just good music. What matters is the words or the lyrics of the music. Are they sound? It's not just about positions. What matters is even in the position that you're in, are you being faithful and are you interested in sound doctrine? Imagine going to church and hearing a good sermon according to your criteria and God telling us he didn't receive it because that sermon was tainted with erroneous doctrine. For God does not accept our worship. God does not accept all offering. So we are responsible for giving our apologia. We're responsible for letting our church people know, our, our parishioners, our congregates. We are responsible for making sure that they are taught, discipled, and groomed in sound doctrine. And again, we said that that word sound is who gaze in the Greek. And who gaze means healthy. It is the same word that we find multiple times when the Bible speaks of Jesus healing certain individuals who gaze and who gaze along with uh, doctrine means teachings. So in other words, God wants us to practice healthy teaching. He wants us to participate in the type of teaching that brings good health, not unhealthy teaching, but rather healthy instructions, healthy teachers. And through my experience in Christian apologetics, I realize that there are some lay people. There are some church leaders who have no interest in apologetics. They're rather be content with their church learning uh, the same concepts, uh, sticking to milk as Paul characterizes it, and never dive into the meaty issues of life. And as a result, the church body aches. The church body hurts because too many of our members are not trained correctly to handle uh, various issues of life. Each one of us should be able to correctly divide the word of God. Each one of us must be able to give our reason, our apologia for why we believe, for example, that the Bible is the authentic word of God. 
why we believe in the infallibility of God's word. Why we believe in the inspiration of God's word. If someone asks us, why do we believe the Bible is the uh, message from the God who created the universe? We must be able to give a Bible based answer. If someone asks us, why do we believe Jesus is the only way versus one of the ways we must be able to give an answer? The choir director should be able to give her apologia or his apologia. The head of the usher board must be able to give their apologia. The finance administrator ought to be able to give his or her apologia. So all Christians from young to old should be trained in the ability to rightly divide God's word. It is a mandate. It is our deontological duty to make sure that each man and woman, each boy and girl that resides within uh, the walls of the church has been trained to give a Bible based response to all of life's issues. I can't say this enough. Each church is responsible for making sure that our congregation is trained to give a Bible based response for all of the issues that's going on in our society. And once again, it's not a matter of us giving our opinion. It's not a matter of humanism. It's not a matter of relying strictly on the degrees that we have. It's not a matter of relying on the church traditions that we've adopted. It's not a matter of regurgitating what we've heard within the church walls, but it is a matter of sound reasoning. It's a matter of deciphering if what we're teaching, if what we're conveying with other people is biblical. It is a matter of authentically and accurately sharing God's word so that God may be pleased rather than expediency, rather than convenience. We must, as brothers and sisters in the Lord, all of us are responsible for sharing the same healthy doctrine. When we look at the annals of history, we can see the evidence of pain, tears, hurt, disillusionment when doctrine goes bad. When we look at stories like Jim Jones, when we hear stories like the Heaven Gate cult, when we hear stories like David Koresh and the Branch Davidians, these are examples or contemporary examples rather of what could happen when the gospel or doctrines become perverted, when doctrines become twisted, when doctrines are misrepresented. God has given us his word, but his words 
used incorrectly will hurt people. That's why we as believers must continue to practice sound doctrine. We as believers must continue to make sure that we can rightly divide God's word. In Paul's letter to Timothy, the second letter to Timothy, his overarching theme is the character and conduct of the servant minister of Christ. So Paul, even while being uh, in bondage, is able to write this letter to Timothy, who is pastoring. And under the cloud of persecution, under the hostile environment of the Roman government led by Nero, Paul writes this letter. Paul reminds Timothy of his duties, not just as a pastor, but as a Christian leader. And you don't have to be a Christian leader to understand what Paul is saying. All of us have a prescriptive duty to follow these words of Paul for we find it in another passages. Paul writes in second Timothy chapter one, you then my son be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. And that's what we have to do in the 21st century. We must groom our leaders. Those who are reliable, we must deposit the same training that was given to the first century apostles and disciples. We must pass the song. We must deposit it just like you will deposit something in a bank. Uh, and we hope that that bank is secure and, and, and the bank will keep whatever we deposited until the day when it's time to have our withdrawal. We must do the same with God's word. We must deposit it to faithful and reliable individuals. And those individuals would also deposit it to others. So Paul says in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people, the things that you've heard me say, then join me in suffering like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Likewise, anyone who competes in a race, just like an athlete, does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory.
Here is a trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we would also live with him. If we endure, we would also reign with him. If we disown him, he will also disown us. We are faithless. He re- when we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot disown himself. Dealing with false teachers. Keep reminding God's people of these things. Warn them before against God, against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. A worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of God. So Paul gives Timothy a priceless gem through his exhortation and his encouragement. He uses this illustration just like a farmer who receives the first crops. They're the first ones to benefit from the crops being harvested or harvested rather. And that's what happens when we do what the Lord asks us to do. We are the first to experience the benefits of that relationship. And because we are uh, recipients of his grace and mercy, we, w- we w- want to share with other people. That's one of our duties. As God is working on us, we in turn at the same time must testify about the process. We must testify about what's going on. We must let the world know that there's nobody like Jesus Christ. We must let the world know that Jesus is unique. Jesus is not like Muhammad. Jesus is not like Gandhi. Jesus is not like other human beings. Jesus was the only God man that traversed this earth. Uh, this earth. Jesus, he is the only one by which man can be saved. We must be bold. We must be willing to endure hardship like a good soldier. We must be willing to finish the race like an athlete. We must be willing to teach sound doctrine. We must be willing first to study and rightly divide the word of God. It is my hope that you receive something from today's message. The gospel is the only Word, the only manuscript, the only message that can truly save, that can truly heal, that can truly repair broken relationships. And it is my prayer that you find the thirst, the boldness to stand up for Jesus Christ. And I pray that we all receive something from this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to practice sound doctrine. And if you would, please consider being a financial partner of this radio show. May God bless you. And remember to do for the truth what others do for a lie. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. 
Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. If you're tired of parenting advice and news headlines that are more confusing than assembling IKEA furniture, we've got just the podcast for you. My dear friend Abby and I are here to help you navigate the parenting roller coaster. Should your kids be on social media? What should you tell a friend facing an unplanned pregnancy? These are just some of the many questions we tackle on our podcast. Subscribe to The Real Deal of Parenting wherever you find your podcast.